Welcome to the podcast. We're going to talk about the full Monty from love and relationships, sex, health, death, and grief. This is your number one place for no bullshit, tough love advice. Life is beautiful. Life is wonderful, but it's fucked up and people are dumb, but that's how it's meant to be. I'm Samara and this is Perfectly Flawedcast. Hello, hello. What is up, people? I'm going to be calling you guys Flawedsters. Yeah, I like that name. So get used to it. Anyway, I've been thinking that for the beginning of each episode, I'm gonna do a life update bit. But you guys don't know me, so there's not much to update except, uh, who I am and what I'm all about. This is kinda hard. It kinda reminds me of when you're trying to write something for a dating bio, you know? It's like you wanna be concise and to the point, But then you also want to show your personality quickly and capture people's interest. So I'm not going to beat around the bush anymore and I'm gonna just start with, I guess, the basics? Let's see, I'm 33, I'm from Boulder, Colorado, a little town, I don't know if you've heard of it, It's basically full of crunchy, health food, yoga, outdoorsy type people. And it's a, it's a beautiful place. I love it. But you know, that, all that stuff, it's, it's not really my vibe. I, I couldn't like camping or hiking any less. I'm more of a girly girl, you know? I like shopping. I like sewing my own clothes. And, uh, let's see. I'm a cat person. I have a cat named Chiqui Chiquita. Uh, She's a Siamese, but she's from Mexico, hence the name. I... oh, this makes me sound so boring, but I like going to the gym. And to be honest, I wasn't always into going to the gym. In fact, I really had an aversion to any kind of physical activity until a couple of years ago. Then I decided I wanted to get fit. So I put a lot of energy into the gym, and eventually it stuck. And now I'm a gym person. I go and I I pump iron and I build muscle and all that shit. So if you're not into that, I can sympathize. But there is hope for you. There is hope for you too. Oh, yeah, I guess I should mention, this is important. I'm coming to you from Bangkok, Thailand on a Bangkok afternoon. And I'm here with my husband. We've been here about six weeks, but actually we've been in Asia for six months already. The reason for that is um, we've been forced to live abroad for a couple of years. I mean, I'm not saying that it's been bad, it's been wonderful, but we are waiting for his green card so that we can settle in the U.S. eventually. And uh, while we've been waiting, we've been uh, traveling and living in different countries, so nothing to complain about there. I guess the next thing I'm going to talk about is why I decided to start a podcast. 
I'm not a professional at anything in particular, or a celebrity influencer, anything like that. I'm just a girl with a mic, and I have a passion for podcasting. And I guess I feel like I have something to say. I feel like I've got a decent amount of life experience. And I think I can bring something unique to podcasting. Because honestly, my advice is not going to be the healthiest, necessarily the best advice even. But I think some of it at least is going to be a bit different from what you hear on every podcast. I feel like I just have a bit of a unique perspective. But maybe I'm wrong. Just listen and find out. And I wasn't sure if I was gonna say this or not, but actually, I lost my mom to cancer about eight months ago. And that's led me to do a lot of reflection. Reflection on life, my life, her life, of course, but you know, just life in general. And I feel like all that grief I've been through lately, all the struggle, has just left me with something to say and some wisdom that I can impart on you, you unsuspecting, innocent bystanders. So, that is pretty much it for today's intro. We're gonna get into the meat, and I hope that you enjoy. Today, I'm thinking about all of those people who are still single and really wanting a relationship. I have friends who are in that situation, and I was in that situation for a lot of years because I was single for six years before I met my husband and we got married. Um, my thoughts are really with you guys. That can be a tough thing to be dating, but to be really looking for a relationship. And that's what I'm thinking about today, and that's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about my top, I'm not gonna say rules, but my top tips for dating when you're looking for an LTR. Okay, my number one thing that I'm gonna say is that don't date with desperation. Desperation is not cute people. It's not cute at all. It's a big turnoff for a lot of people, for men and women. This isn't really just about desperation and how you look to other people. This is about how you feel in yourself. You need to find a way to be happy being single, to embrace it. You need to figure out what you need to do to find contentment with your current state of being. Now, actually, there are a lot of pros to being single. I mean, of course, there are a lot of cons too, but you need to begin to shift your mindset to thinking about the pros. For example, you have a lot of freedom. You can do what you want whenever you want to without having to compromise about things. And think about it. When you're in a relationship, you really have to compromise to accept things about another person and the way that they live their life because you can't just fit two lives together without making a lot of adjustments in your life. 
And that's not necessarily easy to do. And obviously, this is a two-way street. If this is a good relationship, they're gonna compromise to adapt to your life as well. I'm just saying that you have to do a certain amount of that when you're in a relationship. I saw a lot of my friends meet their significant others in their early and mid-twenties. And while, yeah, sometimes I would look at them and I would be a little jealous of what they had. But really, they should have been jealous of me. Because meeting someone that young means that you're going to be with them for a long ass time. And you didn't really have very many years to explore the world, to meet new people. Let's face it, to fuck a lot of people, to have a lot of experiences being single. And I know some people who didn't get to do that, they kind of wish that they had had that time. So really value that. And I know it can be lonely to be single, but find ways to not be so lonely, to focus on friends and family. And remember that being lonely is really just a reminder that you still have falling in love to look forward to. You still have that time, that honeymoon period, which is one of the greatest things that we experience on earth in our lives. You still have that to look forward to because if you want it, it's gonna happen for you. You're gonna make it happen. One thing that is really, really important is that you should be working on yourself. But if you really want to find a healthy relationship, you need to go into that relationship with the least amount of emotional baggage that you can. I'm talking you should be going to therapy and working on whatever trauma is left over from your ex-boyfriend you should be getting rid of that shit because bringing that to a relationship and bringing insecurity into a relationship, that is not something that's going to lead to a healthy romance. I was single for six years in my 20s and I really took a lot of time to work on myself to be a better person, to let go of some of the traumatic things that happened in my past relationships. Because I had some tough relationships. I had two pretty fucking difficult, toxic relationships. If you've dealt with that, or you've dealt with trauma in your childhood, or with your family, and even if you don't have any of that shit, you need to be the best version of yourself for when you do find the right person. The next thing about dating is this comes from kind of personal experience, but it's something I've never really heard people talk about when it comes to dating. My feeling is that if you're really looking for an LTR when you're dating, you need to be vulnerable and open. People everywhere, on dating apps, in person, 
we're all really, the majority of us, looking for human connection. So many of us are just swiping on these apps. But what we really want is to make a connection with somebody. And all this small talk we do is just such bullshit. And it shouldn't be going on for a long time. You should be seeing if you have vibes over video chat. Now, that was not really a thing when I was dating because that started more during COVID. But I think that's a good way to vet somebody and see if you, you know, like their vibe, like their voice, like their demeanor before meeting up with them. But once you meet up with somebody, you need to be open. You're not going to be dumping your problems and your deepest secrets and your desperation, which hopefully at this point you don't have, on somebody. But you're going to share some things about yourself that are genuine. Small talk and just being totally on the surface isn't really going to get you anywhere. And that means you need to be open about what you're looking for. But because you are no longer desperate to have a relationship, it's not going to come across so intense. It's like you can ask them what they're really looking for. In fact, I would do that before you even meet up with somebody. Find out what they're really after and be honest about what you're looking for. So you know on the date what they're about a little bit. And then when you date, open up. Be a bit of an open book. And hopefully it should come natural with the right person. I mean, this is going to sound totally insane. But when I would date, if I got the right vibe from somebody, I would tell them, look, my mom has cancer. And I'm her caretaker. And that's some like deep shit to be telling somebody on, on like a first date. But I would do it. And I found that the right guys would actually find that really endearing. And they would connect to that. Because I wasn't getting really dark and deep about it. I would be like, yeah, it's a struggle. But that's my life. That openness helped me click with the right person. So maybe find something that kind of defines you, but is a little bit deeper. And you don't have to get deep and go on some crazy spiel about it. We're looking to get to the point. We want to know what somebody is really looking for, what they're really about, and vulnerability helps you build connection to people faster. Vulnerability is not necessarily easy for a lot of people. For me, clearly, it comes maybe a little too easy. I think I actually have to reel it in a bit, you know? But the right people, they do connect to that. And I was being honest about what I was wanting. And I was being honest about who I was. I swear to God, I told my husband the first night we met that I was on medication for anxiety and depression. And God knows what else I told him. Probably about my mom's cancer. Because for some reason, I just couldn't hold back. 
But look, I found the most genuine and loving connection because of that. And I met people before him who were open and genuine people because I was open and genuine. That brings me to my first real dating tip. I feel like whoever you date, they need to match your energy. They need to have a similar level of openness and enthusiasm that you have. So if you put effort into a guy and he doesn't really match your effort, then he's not into you. Like if you text him and then he's not texting you back, he's just watching your Instagram stories, he doesn't like you. I feel like I hear that one on dating podcasts all the time. It's so obvious. If someone isn't putting in equal effort, then he's just not into you. Why are you obsessed with him still? Why are you future tripping with him? That kind of brings me back to desperation. You shouldn't be hanging on to a guy that's not putting effort into you. It's like when someone doesn't like you, then you get more obsessed with them. And you're just wasting your time if you're doing that, for God's sake. I mean, I remember doing the same thing, just just putting effort into texting a guy, and then he wouldn't put effort into texting me back. But I was still obsessed with having his babies and shit. And it's like, obviously he didn't like me. Why am I continuing to pursue him? And he's going to ghost me and then I'm going to wonder like what happened. It's like he just doesn't like you. End of story. I remember when my husband and I were first dating, I would think about something cute to text him that maybe related to some conversation we had on a date. And then I would text him and he would reply with clear interest. If he was just like, yeah, cool, I would be like, okay, this the guy doesn't give a shit. This comes back to desperation. If you're clinging on to something that's clearly not there, that's just sad. It's just kind of pathetic. It's a lot better to just take the hint and move on. My final bit of advice might be a little bit controversial. I'm gonna say this. I don't think if you are looking for an LTR, you should necessarily be having sex with somebody right away. And this goes for men and women. Look, it is a scientific fact that we release oxytocin when we have orgasms. And oxytocin, I'm pretty sure, is called the milk letdown hormone. That's because when women feed their babies, and the hormone is produced and it allows the milk to come out. But it also cultivates a sense of attachment. And that's how we get attached to babies. But you also produce that when you come. And that's why you can sometimes get attached to people. Now, obviously, that doesn't happen all the time. You can have plenty of one-night stands. You can have sex 
and not get attached to somebody. It's not a guarantee you're going to get attached to somebody. But if you're looking for a long-term relationship, I just wouldn't risk it because it's more likely that you're going to get attached to someone if you sleep with them. Because not only is that hormone being released, but you are sharing an intimate moment with somebody that you wouldn't have if you didn't have sex. And being attached can lead to future tripping, which is just no bueno. You don't want to be future tripping about a guy who might not be right for you. I just think sex can cloud your judgment about whether somebody is really right for you. You're gonna ignore red flags if you get attached to somebody. I think it's better to wait until, say, you actually feel like there's potential in a relationship. That being said, this is not the be-all and end-all. You can have sex with somebody on the first date and they can turn into your husband. So this really comes down to your personality and you need to evaluate that in yourself. Like if you're really the kind of person that does seem to get attached to people after having sex, then I would hold off. If you're kind of person that doesn't, then it's a different story. This is not about what they think about you for sleeping with them because it shouldn't matter to them for God's sake. If it does, then fuck them. The main point I want to make in most of these topics that I've brought up about dating is that you want to do whatever you can to not cloud your judgment about somebody. I think that is a big mistake. You want to be able to see the red flags well before they smack you in the fucking face. Don't let your judgment be clouded by hormones and future tripping. Stop all of that stuff. Okay, I was wrong. That is not the last thing that we are going to talk about today. One thing that becomes really important as we get older is red flags, deal breakers, and icks. Now, I seem to find that the older people get, the more of these that they have. And to some degree, that's good because you know yourself, you know what you like, you know what you don't like because you've been with some people and you've experienced these things. And to another degree, this can be really harmful and block you from actually making a proper connection. Obviously, you need a way to vet people, but if people aren't fitting into this perfect ideal of a person that you have in your head, that doesn't mean that they're not right for you. It could be that you are putting up walls and you need to evaluate your list of red flags, deal breakers, and icks. Because true red flags and deal breakers are things like they don't want to have kids or he only talked about himself on the whole date. Not like, oh, they like spinach and he has a weird mole on his finger. It's like that, that stuff really doesn't matter. And this is where icks, I think, can be harmful. 
It's one thing if somebody truly has a nasty habit and behavior that they unleash on you like very early. Yeah, that that's weird. But looking for minor things in a person that could be a bit of a turnoff that gets stuck in your head so much that you can't put past it, this might mean that you actually have a problem, that you are putting up walls for some reason. And you need to take a look inside of yourself if you're finding icks, red flags, and deal breakers with every single person that you go out with. You may have raised your standards so high that you're never going to find someone to be with who's going to fit into this ideal that you have. The most important thing is how somebody treats you. But you have to be open to it. You can't start putting up walls before you even have time to figure out if those things are true. So give people a little bit of time to treat you right. If they match your energy and you feel chemistry and a connection, even if there are a couple things that you might consider a little, a little icky or a little deal breakery, if they are treating you right, then see if you can find it in yourself to look past it. I mean, people have a right to want what they want, but a lot of times I see that people are holding on to things like an obsession with how tall the person is because of some insecurity or some fear within themselves. Like, I need him to be above six feet even though I'm five feet one and I've been told in the past that I'm kind of boyish so I'm obsessed with this idea of finding someone who's tall and makes me feel feminine. And like that's understandable to a degree, but if you are weeding out thousands of good people just because you have a bit of insecurity, then as we've talked about before, you need to be working on yourself to figure that shit out. So identify the reason that you have some of these deal breakers that aren't necessarily about lifestyle. If someone wants to live a completely different kind of life than you, then it's understandable that that relationship might not work out. But if it's something that can be compromised on, and it's something that's just kind of superficial, figure out why you're holding on to that so much, and figure out if you can let it go. Because you could be unnecessarily passing by really good people really good people who are gonna treat you right like for example when i met my husband i there were a couple things that i would have written off if we had met on a dating app which we didn't he's five years younger than me and on the dating apps i had my app set only one year younger than me because i thought all guys who were considerably younger than me would be immature But thankfully, because we met in person, I got a little time to know him better and give him a chance and realize that that was not the case. Sometimes you just need to give things a chance, especially if the person is treating you right and you have a bit of chemistry. Let go of those icks and go inside yourself and figure out why you have them 
and why you're obsessed with holding on to them and let go. I don't know that I have much more to say on this topic, but you know, I have to say I do really enjoy talking about dating. I know I'm a married person, but holy shit, if half of the podcasts I listen to aren't about dating, I don't know. There's just, there's just something fascinating about it. You know, it, it's, it's fun to reminisce, to think about that time when I was single. There's a lot of struggles to being single, but there are good things. And you guys need to focus on the good things before you're trapped. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Being married is also great, but it's a very different stage in life. It's very different. Okay, I think that is gonna conclude my episode for the day. I hope that you guys enjoyed it, and I hope you got a little bit of something, something out of it. If you want, you can email me at perfectlyflawedcast at gmail.com. I'm also on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube at perfectlyflawedcast. So you can follow me on there. That would be great. And I will be here next week with the following episode. Bye bye bye.